0: Breathing in diesel exhaust fumes is like walking into a fire without a mask. Over time, those toxins lead to cancer. Protect yourself with MagnaGrip, the easiest, most reliable exhaust removal system that features a true 100% seal to eliminate diesel exhaust fumes. To get free grant assistance, visit MagnaGrip.com. Alright, guys, thank you. All right, welcome to the uh the first two battalion chief. Um Eric is a little under the weather. We wish him hope hopefully the best. Our prayers are with him. I think it's not serious, but uh he's with us in spirit. So with me again, I'm I g have Tony and uh Tony retired from Washington now with yeah, yep. uh,
1: Louisa County, Virginia.
0: Got it. I'll get it one of these days, Tony. I promise. <laughs> so uh my yeah, kids, like,
1: uh, it's too bad that Eric's not here. My kids watched, uh, they watched one of the last podcasts and they were like, do you just sit there and like listen to their accents? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I love the two accents. So it's, it's fun to just right. be here and listen to them. Um,
0: all right. So tonight, Tony, what I want to talk about, it's something that happened the other night. Um, I was working in the Marine Battalion and um, about five in the morning, we get a, a phone call for a fire. And, you know, we cover the whole coastline of New York City. And it was out in Rockaway. If you know New York City, Rockaway is like our beach area. And um, anyway, we had a really strong wind that night. It was like 5 to 10 knots. And, you know, like sometimes, you know, you get these calls. And, you know, we spoke about this earlier about like going with our gut, right? And it just, you know how it sounded like fire in a private dwelling, 5 o'clock in the morning, phone alarm. And I told the, uh, you know, the guys, I said, let's hustle it up. You know, it sounds like we got a a working fire. It might be on the water. And, you know, I'm doing a size up now. We've talked about coal was wealth. And I'm thinking about the construction, wood frame, all private dwellings, uh, very limited water supply. uh, Life has it very high. Weather, lots of wind, lots of exposures, right? Houses are really like on top of each other, right? street conditions, beach community, not much access for trucks, you know, um, water supply, weather, um, we so saw coal was wealth. Then we got, um, auxiliary appliances, which would be none, you know, so time of day. So this whole size up is in my mind. And I'm like, you know, they may need the Marine division for either water supply or a, a massive stream. So we're hustling up and then First unit gets on scene, give an urgent message, working fire. We need the equivalent of a second alarm. And I'm like, wow, like we, we got it going. You know, this is this is really happening, you know? And we're we're hustling up and I'm again I'm doing a size up in my mind like where to position the boat, you know, how are we gonna get the water supply to these guys? And and then uh we were about ten minutes into the trip and a battalion gets on the scene, like the land unit. And he's like, oh, turn everybody around. Um, You know, we got water on the fire. You know, and my impression that it it was probably just a couch or a mattress, you know. And I'm thinking to myself like, you know, I based everything on this, this one transmission from this company that gave this urgent, you know, request for help, you know. And I think that like not only chiefs but on both sides that we have to be aware of when we speak on the radio in a public forum which is the radio frequency which goes everywhere now that a lot of people are listening and they're now they're formulating their plans and they know where they're going and the adrenaline is is rushing and maybe guys are driving faster and and all these like kind of ripple effects And that, you know, we really, it's really incumbent upon the units that are there first to really paint an accurate picture of what's going on. So, like, Tony, I I know now that you're like in the rural area, so I'm sure that it's not like being in D.C. where units are on top of each other and, you know, you're going to get a lot of help fast. You know, it's even, I think, more important for you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I would say, I would say, um, the beauty and kind of what you're, what you allude to there with, with, uh, the, the, the you know, the areas. So you know, if it's coming, if it comes up at this street, right, you know, it's going to be row frames or you know, it might be row houses or it'll be an H star style apartment building, right? Depending on where it is. So some of that right. stuff is already done for you. I think that, uh, that's one of the things out here is you, you don't, it's such a big county that you don't know. You don't, you can't concentrate on a neighborhood, right? You might be going over the whole place. So you don't know what you're going to, what kind of building you're going to. So it's, it's, it's very important that that first arriving unit paint a good picture. Now I will go back to that. Um, one of the things I think we miss out on, just like with every other skill that we have to do, you have to practice it. If you want to be good at it, you have right. to practice it and you can't wait for the big one. Right. You can't just sit back and say, oh, I'll be good. I'll be I, I, I'll be good. No. Right. Practice it on medical alarms. If you're going to that every day, practice it on that. You know, have sit around the, the kitchen table and put the computer up here and and use do some YouTube videos and practice your size up skills. Now, I, I, I think it's um, it's very important. But even in, in D.C., I think so, too. Right. Because it can set the tone. It can set the tone, like you said, urgent message. You think the tone is, man, we're going to be going, we're going to be doing battle here. So, you know, where was the breakdown there?
0: Yeah. And I know what it was and, you know, I have my suspicions now. And, uh, you know, we were all surprised. I mean, the safety battalion is here too. And, you know, they were listening. It's 5 o'clock in the morning now, you know? So, like, you know, everyone's paying attention. Like, safety knows they're going. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of units, you know, they're coming from a long distance and everyone, it's a very tight community. Like it's all bungalows and houses in the wind. I came very close to giving a report on the radio as I'm going towards, you know, towards Rockaway on the boat. I was going to give a condition of the wind, like because the, the flags were going, you know, they were, the wind was coming out of the south, you know, and it, it was actually coming from the, the southwest which would have blew it right into the the rest of the houses, you know, and I'm, I'm ready to give that size up. I said, well, let me just hold up just in case. Mm -hmm. And thank God I did. But, um, you know, it's just that, um, I, I want other firefighters chiefs officers to realize that, you know, that radio is an amazing tool. I mean that, you know, this is, you know, we have to work, like you said, like practice, like we have to like just work on like kind of visualizing what's happening, right? I've I've been for the last thirty seven years, when I work, this radio is always on. And I'm listening to everything. And yeah. I could tell you I, I've gotten I've gotten to the point now where I could tell you just by the tone of the voice of a, of an officer given a transmission what's the severity of the what's yeah. happening. But Guys have to really, they have to be aware of not only what they're saying, but how they're saying it. Yeah. You know, like Jim, I tell you, um, Jimmy from, uh, Jim Duffy from yeah. Connecticut. I love what he told me one time. He says, you know, Danny, he says, it's like it's like being a, a duck on a pond, you know? Yeah, Duck on a pond seems very calm, but inside, you know, his legs are going like a million miles away. And ever since he's told me that I've always, like, sometimes I watch the seabirds, you know, and their legs are going a million miles away and yet this, they appear so calm, you know? Well, I, I I'll, think,
1: I'll go back to a friend of ours and uh, Steve Schaefer, right? And well, um, when we talked about the, the Back Bay incident, right, one of the things, one of his takeaways was that tactical pause, right? And And take, take the time, take the time. And Andy said it right. Take the time to make the time, but take that, take that little breath, formulate your thoughts and then, and then get it out. Right. So, uh, this is a good time to do that. And I think one of the things too is I see a lot of young guys, they kind of want to, they want it to sound like, like, like a cool transmission. Right. And I tell them, I would tell them, look, airtime is so, is so, hard to come by sometimes, right? Especially in the beginning of the incident, that if you get that if you get the radio and you've got control of it, take the time and and say whatever it is you want to say. It doesn't have to sound cool. It just needs to be paint the paint a good picture. You know, a lot of people want to say like in DC we have uh we have two unit apartment or four unit apartment buildings, right? Two, two on the first floor, two on the second floor. Some of them call them two up, two down. Some call them two by fours, but whatever, right? Just call it a two-story apartment building with four units, right? I mean, say say what what you. It doesn't have to fit into a cool term. It, you just have to get the word out there and get the get the information out to and set the tone. So I think that um, you know, if you again, if you get the radio, if you're able to get it. And uh, then take it, use it. If even if I mean, don't ramble, right? You don't want to ramble, but say, be concise, be uh, be be a be a f- complete, make a complete message, and get it out.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, today, um, I was working in my battalion, the third battalion in the Bronx. My aide Billy was working, and uh, they had a working fire in a H, you know, in a six story. And he gave such a great size up, but I know the building. So it's for me, I have the advantage. So, but the way he he just painted a perfect picture, you know, he says, we got fire in the basement, extended into the alley on the, on the Delta side. Uh, You know, we have one line stretched. We have in the second line being stretched uh, as a precautionary line. We have trucks doing a search, opening up, um, you know, and here's the other thing that I think is critical. And I've, I've had disagreements with other chiefs from other cities in the past about this terminology and what we do in New York. And I'm not saying that we're right or wrong or whatever, but there's a few ways we describe a fire. We could say it's either uh, doubtful, doubtful will hold, which means what you're telling people is that, yeah, we have water on the fire maybe, but we don't, we're not sure if, if there's an extension or there's exposure problems well what we're just, it's doubtful right now, or um we have what well, I get a report from an officer you know engine nine four to battalion three we have water on the fire you know for all visible fires knocked down, then I'll say, okay, all right, battalion three to the Bronx uh we're gonna say we're probably will will hold, and that means that we're probably gonna hold it with what we have it's not gonna escalate to a second alarm. and then obviously the last description would be under control and that means that we're wrapping it up you know it's time to go home now I've gotten the pushback on the doubtful and the pushback was that well you're admitting that you're not you don't have it in hand I'm like who cares like you know like I'm 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 letting the guys know like you're you're sitting in your firehouse right now and you're next up on a second alarm maybe you go to you better go take a potty break or something because there's a good chance you're going to be here in about five minutes. You know,
1: I think it's a useful terminology and, and, um, right. Cause it can kind of tell your boss. It can tell the people below you that might be on the next alarm, you know, Hey, this is what's going on. Uh, I, I don't, I, I can see where, where someone could have an issue with it, but no, I think it's a, I think it paints a good picture for me. Right. There's, yeah. there's a good battle going on at this fire. Probably going to get going to escalate. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't see a problem.
0: And the other thing that I, I really feel strongly about, and I'll tell you a story, because I like to tell my I like to make my points with stories, you know, and I was a captain and I had a brand new proby firefighter and it was his first fire. So we get a phone alarm for fire, private dwelling, third floor. I know the buildings they are all attached, um, you know, firewall. So there's no extension problems. We pull up, it's uh, it's out one window in the front, you know, not, nothing big. And, uh, you know, it's his first fire. So he's really kind of, and I'm, I have kind of a hand on his shoulder. He's stretching in line. He's got the nozzle. We get up to the top, you know, call for water. All good. Everything nice and coming. Christian, this is what's going to happen. It's starting to burn through the door now. It's like kind of lapping out a little bit. All good. Uh, Plenty of room. The chief comes on the scene and starts screaming. <laughs> I mean, screaming, screaming. He was known for that. He, you know, he was a screamer. This kid went from being calm. I had to physically hold him now and reassure him like, it's good. It's all good. <laughs> Just open the nozzle, knock it back, and we're all good. But, you know, this chief, because he was like rattled. It, it trickled down to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Like everyone, like now he's like this fire in a cockloft. This, this. He's sounded like a lunatic, and I'm like, dude, I'm right here. I got water on the fire, you know. And then, then you start second guessing yourself. Well, well, maybe it isn't a cockloft. I don't know, you know. Like, but you have to be calm. You know what I mean? Calm. Just calm, calm reports, you know? I think if you you go back,
1: you went back and and you said like, again, the terminology, right? The doubtful, uh, will hold and that kind of thing. Uh, One of the things that that we don't really, when I was in DC, we didn't have a book of terms to use. And I think, you know, you almost need to have something that says, these are the things that you say. We had a a fire, a midday fire. It was, uh, it ended up being, it was a propane tank in the back and it, and it caught several yeah. back porches of the row houses on fire. So the companies in the front, they went to the dispatch address, right? And it was a row house on fire. What they didn't know was that it had extended in the back to several other row houses. So the company in the front, they mark on the scene with this one and they make, right. they make entry into that one. The company in the rear, he sees that there was, there was he, he thought that he picked the middle building of the the three of them that were on fire and said, that must be the, the building that's on fire. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, I got fire and he used the word communicating mm-hmm. to the Delta exposure when, you know, again, that's, that's an unusual word for us. We don't, that's not typical DC jargon or lingo, right? It would be extending. Um, that would typically be what we yeah. would say. Yeah. So I don't know if, the, you know, Again, you go back and you don't know if that had an impact because he used that word. Did they understand in the front that there might be some row houses on fire? So ultimately, a company went into to the exposure and uh, there was fire on the back porch. They, they didn't know what they saw smoke on the second floor. They went up there. Somebody uh, took out a door and the fire followed them up the steps and uh, you know pushed them. Uh, they, they all actually, uh, several members got burned. Uh, one was pretty hmm. bad, but they they had to come back down the steps. And again, you know, would would if they had used extending or typically something we typically say, would hmm. that have helped them to to paint the picture and know what's going on in the rear? Hmm. So again, yeah. we don't have like a dictionary like
0: this. is You know what, we you know say. what I would suggest for anyone that's listening and they're in a smaller department, and this is what we do in New York. Uh, it started just grassroots you know like we come up with a script it's an actual script that our my aide carries and it says at box and 2420 oh, we're using whatever it is all hands for a fire on the x floor of a certain type of building blah 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 we have this line stretched you know and it's a script and if if you know smaller departments could come up with some sort of script and give it to all their off, you know, all their chiefs and their well, a lot of them don't have aides, and say, yeah. This is the yeah. script that you have to follow. This is how and then get guys used to listening to these certain, you know, like buzzwords, like, you know, extension or we got fire on top, you know, like if I hear, if I hear like, okay, we got fire on a top floor. And I'm coming in. I'm thinking right away, like, oh, we're going to a multiple alarm. We're gonna we're gonna have extension in the cockloft, and we're gonna probably have a few Chase, apartments, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's really so important to to get this terminology down. I know that there's a a, a term use cans give a conditions accents uh, actions needs. Yeah. You yeah. know, and uh, that's kind of what that is. You know, like what's going on. You know, what we're doing, and what do we need. You know? Yeah, and
1: I think again, back, back to DC, we had that script for our, for our aides who were communicating, right? Cause they would be the ones who would talk to dispatch on the, the dispatch channel and they would be the ones communicating that status report. But I, it'd be tough to give like a, a script to your unit officers. Well, that's where, again, you go to the can thing, right? And I know some people have added, have added a U, a U in front of the can. So it's UCAN unit conditions actions needs which is uh, again they, they, they can change it up a little bit but a good basic basic information i, I do like to, to follow that
0: you know I, I, I Steve, love you know,
1: chief here who's like uh hey give me a can report give me a can report well it's not really can report it's in this format right, right. it's a report yes. that's in this yeah. format but whatever as long as we can communicate and get the message out
0: you know i love acronyms and one of them i use is low dance and that's the that's the um report that the officer is giving me in the the chief in the street you know the location the occupants accounted for any delays apartments on the floor access you know and one time i had this brilliant captain and i had a lieutenant twice two different fires and i'm looking at the building right and it's huge it's a You know, in the Bronx, we have these big H type buildings, you know, and the officer, he gave me a report and he said, "Um, we have three apartments on the floor. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) three apartments per floor. It it was like a hundred. That means that apartment had to be huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I had another reporter, Lieutenant, he's a chief now, soon to be a deputy chief gave me a report like that. I'm thinking like there's like maybe seven or eight apartments. And he said, yeah, we have like four apartments per floor. And his whole wing was going, it was one apartment. It had five bedrooms. It was two wow. apartments combined into one. That changed my whole attack because it was such a good report. You know, like I didn't have to figure it out. Like I I have a good idea of how many apartments may be on that floor, but like he, by him like defining the actual layout of the apartment in the on the floor just helped me tremendously like I don't know it just um
1: yeah are you yeah, guys are you say say guys that, um when you like a sector right if, if you send uh you got two engines and a truck or you got two engines and two trucks operating on the fourth floor then you send a chief up there do you call them a division do you what do you call do you, you call them a that's
0: a the sector? sector that's the fire that's the fire sector yeah I do that a lot, yeah yeah,
1: so you call it the fire sector,
0: yeah, and that's just yeah. the way we talk you know, yeah right? we we may not be nims or sims compliant, but it, you know we're such a big department that we have our own dialect, you know, yeah, and it yeah. works for us you know
1: do you, do you, would you but put an then, officer
0: in charge of that fire sector,
1: or no. it have to be a chief no. yeah yeah i I yeah. like that idea i wish we we could yeah. do that, but
0: you know why because the chief. Um, he's not involved in the actual firefight, yeah, you know he doesn't have responsibilities like he doesn't have to be worrying about stretching a hose line or doing a search. He can only focus on stepping back and seeing a bigger picture, you know, and that's what I like about it, you know,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I like um, that too,
0: yeah, um i <laughs> You know, I, sometimes I I feel like I don't want to come across like we have all the answers, but it's just that I think that we've we've really perfected this whole communication, um. You know, the way we speak to each other because you know we use a lot of numbers too. You know, it helps. You know, like um, like it cuts down a lot of like verbiage. You know, like we had. I remember when I was a firefighter, I was in the squad. I remember being at this fire one time in Harlem. And one of these firefighters got on the radio and he just got on this long winded like report. And all he had to say, what he was trying to say was that he he had the bulkhead open. And I could not believe that the lieutenant said back to him, he says, listen, I don't just tell me if you have a problem. I expect the roof to be open. Let me know if you're having a problem. You know what I mean? So I guess the point with that is like you don't have to go with these long reports about what you did and where you stretched it and how you got there you know I think it's more important to let the chief or the officer know if you're having a problem because I think the expectation is like from you and I like if I'm in the street and I got a fire in the third floor and I see one of my engine companies stretching a hose line I'm expecting that line to be at that door charged and move in and start putting the fire out now what I want to know, though, if they have a burst length, if they have kinks, if, if they lost water, if maybe this fire that they passed, you know, that's that's something I need to know about. But, you know, I don't need a, a, a two minute report on that. You have water on a fire.
1: Yeah. I, again, I think one of the things that um, was ingrained in, in our job was that we gave a report really every time. Right. You gave a report when you crashed a threshold. You gave a report. If the fire was in a, a ten-story apartment building, reported to be on the seventh floor, you would give a report on each floor as you went up. Which, to me, I, I think again, I, I just tell me if you find something, right? I, I don't need to hear because I think we added like we added so much talking to the radio, um, and you wonder why you know everybody talking on the radio. Well, this is why. So I would I would kind of give it to my officers and say, call me when you find something. Right. I don't need a report, but if you find something, that's what I want to hear. Um, I don't need your progress on every floor. Um, get, give, give me, give me if you, you know, you're the line. I got a fire on the second floor. Awesome. You know, what are you doing? If you find something on the first floor, obviously I want you to check the first floor before you go to the second floor, but you don't have to tell me every step you're making. And I think we, we sometimes build so much stuff into this that we add, we add talking on the radio.
0: You know, another thing I'll tell you that I've gotten very good at over these years, especially I've been a chief like for for 15 years now and being in the squad and all. I can tell you – I can tell you what the conditions are in the apartment or the house just based on the radio – the radio report itself – Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Absolutely right. If the guy's in, he's got his hear, mask. Like, yeah.
0: And you know, now I know he's like totally encapsulated. Yeah. He's in a heavy smoke condition. Yeah, we're searching for the fire, or you know, like you know, and yeah. I hear this very muffled radio transmission. Yeah, my that's got my attention. You know. Yeah. Um, I had one about a year ago now. I and it, it you know, it took my breath away because. It was a mayday. It was a mayday, mayday, mayday. But um, I heard the vibrant alert going off in the background. And it was legit because it was that mayday, mayday, you know, like with the, in the mask and he was totally lost. The vibrant alert's going off and like oh man. <laughs> you know, like it's real. So it's not so much what they're saying. it's It's, it's some stuff around it that's going on that you got to pay attention to. Or another thing, I could be in the street, and I hear a report from the roof, all right, ladder, so-and-so, 99 roof to command. And I hear the saws going in the background, like, then they're talking over the saws. You know, I know they're cutting away up there. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, and you know, maybe you, maybe you give them an extra
1: couple minutes, right? I'm not gonna bug them right now.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, I, here's another one I, I, I wanna I tell you about too, Tony, is um, I encourage, firefighters especially but even i'm talking about roof ops don't make assumptions right if you're on the roof right we have a lot of buildings in new york that have cocklofts, right that's that space in between the ceiling yeah. and the roof right yeah. and when we get fire in that void space it's uh it's a problem you know and that it really it really applies to any void you know and what i encourage the young guys i say, listen if you're on the roof you open up an inspection hole or whatever you're doing, and you see heavy smoke pouring out. Do not say you have fire in the cockloft because, for me, that's a game changer. What I what I encourage, and it ha- I'm just using it as one example, but tell me what you see. Just paint the picture. Yeah. Um, I just cut a hole, inspection hole, and we got heavy gray smoke pushing out under pressure. Okay, probably do have fire in the cockloft. Or it could be just light, wet, you know, smoke wifting wafting out, you know, like lazily. You know, is it under pressure, or yeah. is it kind of just, you know, meandering out? You know, that. Just tell me what you're seeing. You know, don't make any assumptions because I'm gonna, I'm gonna give my report. I may ask for a second along. Right. Right. yeah. Based on that report.
1: But you could also um, send units to go check out from below, right? Hey, we need to get a unit, unit up there and start we'll pulling ceiling, some ceiling. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I think, you know, like I want to go back to something you said earlier, though. Um When I was a lieutenant, I worked in a pretty busy engine company. And, you know, the engine next to us was just as busy, you know. And, uh, you know, we had a, a fair share of vacant buildings still at the time. We were in Harlem and it was it was kind of funny but it really wasn't funny and um you know the dispatchers now they're like calling the battalion all right Manhattan to battalion we're loading up the box we're getting numerous calls you know this and that and i'm in the front seat and i'm now like you know i'm ramped up my guys are ramped up the masks are on and they're checking their air bottle you know and like we're going to beat the band you know and uh you know, we're all not waiting like with bated breath because I think it was even before we had the, the the computers, right? So you did everything by the by by phone, you know, by the handset. And he was just like, "Yeah, engine so and so, nah, you know, like very 1070, 1075. you know." And I just, I told the guys, "I forget it, you know, it's nothing." So <laughs> I turned the corner; it's out five windows, two floors of fire. And after I said, "I said, what?" Are, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, you know, the adrenaline's racing and now it's like, you know, and then it's racing again. You know, it's just like but he wanted to be that cool, like, you know, oh. you know. I, I think just tell it like it is, you know, just call it as it is, man. if it's a strike, it's a strike. If it's a ball, it's a ball. Whatever it is, man. Just you know, don't make it more than it is, don't make it less than it is. Just give us the story. So much riding on it, you know
1: yeah no that's important and um we used to have some of that too where you know the companies companies would slow down if you said nothing showing so make sure that you got the fire right Right. or vice versa right Uh, we definitely have um some some battles like that um to to, we would make sure we would we were going to get the fire absolutely
0: you know it's funny to say that back in the day you know uh, In the so called war years in the Bronx, I I caught like the kind of end of it. And there was a single engine company that was near us, you know, and they were all by themselves. And I think that motto was like run silent and run deep, you know. So they would pull up, they'd be fire out three windows and they'd say nothing. And then, you know, they didn't care. Guy, you know, my truck and everyone else is just like, ah, it's nothing, you know. And then it turned a corner and there they are stretching a line and fires out three windows, (laughs) you know. So.
1: I do like that. That's one thing that and I'm sure you, I don't know, maybe you guys have, have perfected it, but you know, you hear guys get on the on the scene and say heavy fire or heavy smoke, right? And I think that if you can quantify that, um, fire out two windows, fire out one window, you know, like um, that. Yeah. an apartment off or something that you can quantify because heavy fire is just so ambiguous. And yes. heavy smoke, you know, uh, doesn't necessarily tell me anything, other than the buildings on fire. um, If you can give me a little bit better picture to paint it, um, I like the window thing.
0: You know, I've gotten caught a few times in my career where I've given a report based on a report given to me, and then I looked like a horse's ass because – and I actually made a mistake, and I'll own it. You know, like I I told the deputy, I said, yeah, we got heavy – I think what I really meant was that we actually didn't like really have heavy fire, but it wasn't just extension. It was like the whole the whole the whole void space was going. So I told them we got heavy fire in the in the void space. It really wasn't heavy fire. It was like the equivalent of a twenty by ten room that was fully involved in this void space. I was trying to. I shouldn't. What I should have said is, it's you know we have it's it wasn't just light extension like you know we yeah. thought it was just a little extension from the boiler and it was the whole thing going and afterwards he's a friend of mine he's actually got less time and he's like he looks at me heavy fire i'm like yeah i know <laughs> i know i screwed up on that one you know but um yeah, yeah you're I, right you can you can yeah. definitely
1: ramp things up i remember of uh, a, a small fire with a, a company we didn't normally run with and i was uh, in charge of the truck and ultimately, it was a dishwasher on fire, um, and we we put it out with the um, the sprayer on the on the on the um, sink, right. right? Sure. It was the first fire. line on the fire, and then sure. the engine company officer gets in there, and he's like, "We need a line in here." It's like, "Hold hold, hold on, buddy, hold on." Let's take up again, take a tactical pause, <laughs> and uh, evaluate this because we got it knocked down. We got water on the fire, um, you know, and we don't have to escalate this because you know. Again, you might have a of a chief out there that that's gonna pull the trigger and and bring in that second arm or the work and fire dispatch or you know whatever start sectoring it going down his checklist you know and and doing all that when hey hey we can we can control this we got it uh but you know we might do a little bit better size up and see what's going on. You
0: might get' them ramped up well that's it it's just that like yeah I mean and you know. Another thing that you, I want to just go back now and touch on something else that you said, and uh, it has to do with that fire with the, in the rear with the you know identification too. And someone, I haven't done this yet. I, I it's in my it's in my toolbox, and I, I will do it at some point. But we had a fire. Um, you know, we have some attached row frame houses, and sometimes. It's a little ambiguous now. What's the fire building? What's the exposure? Or even two, we have a lot of buildings where I am, where in the front of the building, it's, let's say, two stories, in the back, it's three or four. You know, so you might have a firefighter in the back say, All right, ladder so and so OV to command. You know, we got fire on the second floor. Now he's looking in the back. He's seeing fire out the windows on the second floor, which for me may be just the first floor. Or vice versa, too. Like, um, we had a fire where one of my lieutenants gave a transmission. He says, Yeah, we need a line in the exposure. You know, and then, or, you know, and then they stretched into the whatever it was, Bravo or Delta, whatever it was. But it was actually the fire building because the, they thought it was the, you know what I mean? So I said, Well, maybe the first thing we should do when we get on scene is say, Okay, 425 Main Street is the fire building. Take it. Yeah. A- Straight paint, put a big X on it, you know? I don't know if anyone would have the wherewithal to do that, but, you know, to really identify which is the fire building and which is the exposure. Because yeah. you get three or four row frames going, you know, and now you got fire in the shaft in the middle. It's in two buildings. You've got to make one the fire building and one the exposure just to keep everybody on the same, same playing field.
1: No, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, if, and the other thing too, is like, let's say that the guy in the front, right. And this, we had some of these things where, you know, maybe you have, uh, in the front, you have, uh, you can see a, a window from the basement, but it's you know, just a window and you might call that a basement from the front. So you say I got, or you got four stories in the front with a basement and you call it four stories right? And then the guy in the rear calls it five stories, or you get the guy that comes in there and he calls that basement a story. So now he's got five stories in the front. And then, you know, so now we're having a problem with the same thing. I think that's where, where the aid can be really, really helpful if, if he can get out or, or the, definitely the second chief, right? The second chief would be really helpful in, in what, what are we going to call what, how is this thing laid out? And let's establish that, right? And I've heard, hey, look, this is where I live. I live in Prince William County, Virginia. They do a really good job of uh, when they do a size up. Right? Again, they'll go, let's say they go to a two-story colonial with a basement, three stories in the rear, two in the front, right? They'll, they'll do that size up. I got three in the rear. We're going to call it basement one, two, you know, and then dispatch repeats that. Okay, I, I copy. You got a two-story uh, single family dwelling with three in the rear. You're going to call it basement one, two. And it's really good, right, because it starts that, like you say, it paints a picture, it starts it off the right foot, and he established it. Now, if if we need to change it, right, then maybe we can change it and the chief will announce that. But he came out and established that, right? Nobody, the second company coming in can't say, well, I'm going to call it 123. No, it's already called Basement one, two. Got so, it. I like that. Yeah. That was really good. And I, I I really hadn't heard that anywhere else. Uh, until you know I guess the last couple of years they've been doing it at my hometown here.
0: One of one of my ace lieutenants, the same guy that gave me that phenomenal report about the this H type, you know, with the four apartments, he uh was uh the civilians called up and said they were on the how'd this go again? There was some mix up on the top floor the second floor it was a it was a basement and you know then there was like a a set of stairs that went up right to the second floor then it was the third floor and you know whatever the report was he made a beeline for those rooms and he didn't find the kids and then the rescue came in and they went to the floor above it was actually there was a miscommunication on identifying what what floor so you know, to circumvent that, you know, maybe what we do sometimes is like you could use the top floor and say, OK, the fire is on uh, one floor below the top floor because the top floor is never going to change. The, the, the first floor could be a basement, you know, in the back, it could be a basement, it could be, you know, there could be some mix up there, but the yeah. top floor is never going to change. So you could say, OK, two floors from the top, one floor from the top. You know, whatever yeah. it might be, and yeah. it may I, alleviate some of the um, the kind of confusion, right?
1: Yeah, we've had that same issue where it might be might be easier or more a more confirmed thing if you count down, count down from the top.
0: Like, but I, I like what you said, Tony. I think what um, should happen is, I think as soon as the IC gets on scene, he should establish that right away. Like we're, we're calling this, a lot of times what I'll do, I'll say, you know, the floor above. Yeah. The floor above the fire. Like I'll say, okay, you know, um, my units will call me and say, okay, the primary search is negative on the floor above. Well, we'll just say the fire floor, floor above. We don't even have to call them the numbers because I could see the fire and I could see the floor above. Yeah. And uh, that kind of keeps it simple for me, too. It's just using, or you know, two floors above the fire or a floor below for some reason if you're down there. But I just did a little drill with the local volunteer company where I live. I have this house out on the beach. And, I, you know, I walk every morning on the beach. And I noticed they were uh, making a, a renovation. They were doing a renovation on a house on the beach. And on the beach side, it's four stories with an attic. If you go up the hill, and you go around, it's only one story. Wow. Well, you know, I questioned the guys, the local fire department. I said, um, you know, how, you know, what if someone calls up and says, "Hey, there's a fire in a one-story private dwelling." Now you're thinking, okay, one story. You walk in from that side, and the fire is two two floors, you know, two yeah. stories below. You're going above the fire, you know. You know, kind of uh, unbeknownst, you know, like you yeah, well, very- I mean, go back
1: to we can go back to Pittsburgh, right? The Bryceland Street incident. That was a, a Valentine's Day fire. It was several years ago. It's probably been 20 years now. And that same thing where they, they it was house on the hill. You might have heard uh, uh, Danny um, Danny from Pittsburgh. He does a class called House on the Hill. And um, that incident there it was two in the front. And I want to say like four in the rear and the company went in you know and they're like oh we were in the basement but there was actually another floor below them right and there was a they got they got lost in the building conditions changed and so on so um yeah i mean if hopefully the guys at the beach at your your local volunteer department they they know those buildings right they know they those yeah. they know those snowbirds the ones that are going to cause them problems but we had one at an apartment in DC where if you went in it was like if you went on the third floor it would be the third it 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 took you in the third floor but you also owned an the apartment covered the second and third Where if you yeah. went in if you went in on the front of the building it went to the third and the fourth so it was really offset like this and fortunately right, right it definitely was a, it was one that you wrote about you put it in your information book so everybody knew if you go to like it was like 1425 I want to say it was rhode island avenue or something and it was it was set like that it was an odd thing but fortunately right they uh they wrote it down and they passed it on to everybody that went there you just hope it's not like units coming from another part of town that's going there because they'll get confused
0: um i mean i we could talk all night about buildings that are like mislabeled Mm -hmm. and like one of the one of the biggest problems we have and you're familiar with it because you have um you know you've had high rises in dc one of the biggest challenges we have sometimes is like you know when we have a fire in a high rise right we have what do we call scissor stairs right so they go like this yeah, yeah. and then every other floor so you came in on the first floor you're in the a stairway in the lobby you come up now you're in the a stair you're on this side then you go up to the third floor you and the standpipe is, let's say, stays in that A stair, but then it alternates A, B, yeah, A, yeah. B, with a the standpipe. And what the management companies will do is they'll just make A, every door that's on that side of the building, A. And so you get a firefighter and say, okay, you know, I'm in the, the B staircase on the fifth floor, but meanwhile, you know, you're in the other staircase. Yeah. And now we're trying to make an attack stair, an evacuation stair. And now these doors are being opened. This is contaminated. You know, it really so again, communication, right? You know, mis- miscommunicating the the proper stairway. Something very innocuous, very simple, but it happened yeah, to could be, could all be the deadly.
1: Time. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. It's, again, the stairwell is important. And I mean, I know that again in D.C. we had, we had a chief that kind of carried that torch of uh, making the buildings label their staircases. And uh, he was instrumental in that, right? Because they didn't, they didn't do a really good job. And again, it, it told them what the exit floors were, where it went, if it went to the roof or didn't go to the roof, right? right? And uh, labeled each one, one, two, three, four, or A, B, C, D, so that that you knew that there was multiples. And um, I mean, it, was, it makes a big difference, especially now what we know about you know smoke control and movement on the high-rises yeah. Yeah. and uh, it really makes a big difference.
0: Well, where it comes really, really important, like in a, in a multiple dwelling, especially like a, well, even for a commercial high rise, is that let's say the units take the elevator up, they go two floors below, they get out, now they're gonna walk up, they open the door, heavy smoke condition, and now here's the standpipe riser, they get on the radio, okay, engine 99 to command, we're gonna use the A stair for the attack stairway. Now, that means that the A stairway, you know, um, is going to be open on the fire floor. So, anyone above coming down is going to get smoked. So, we want to steer everyone. So, we're going to say, okay, if the A stairway is the attack weight, by default, the B, the C, or D, or whatever, is all going to be evacuation. Yeah. Right? And those, those doorways are going to be maintained closed on that fire floor. So we can keep that smoke free if that message doesn't get out there and then firefighters just inadvertently start opening doors and now we've just we've just made an IDLH for the people coming down the staircase right so again it's communication um you know identifying attack stairways and and evacuation stairways right
1: I think one so, of the things another important thing right is to is to confirm like apartment numbers. Right. Um, That's an old one. Yeah. And, and I've seen again, yes. typically you, you expect that if you have a 501, you got a 601, you got a 701, yeah. they'll all yeah. be above each other. But you know, there's some buildings that don't do that. I, I think about that. Remember, have you ever seen that May West building in, um, it's in, it's outside of Toronto. What town is that outside of Toronto? Big, another big town. And it, it's like a, it's, it's like a, a twisted building. It's crazy yeah. looking. And there's no way that, you know, you got a one hundred and one, two hundred and one. There's there, there there's not the same number of apartments on each floor. Right, so you're right, not yeah. going to be able to do that. And I, you know, we try to teach people. Hey, look, if you're going to six six eleven, go to five. Find five eleven. So when yeah. you go to six and it's zero viz, you can count down how many doors it is from the yeah. stairwell. Uh, now you just got to make sure, right, that they they do that due diligence as they're going up to to check and make sure that it's going to line up like that. But you know again, if it's not then communicate that if it's not what we expect, get the message out so everybody can 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 plan accordingly
0: yeah no I, I i like that that's a great idea because um you know i i I go on autopilot sometimes, you know, like I just assume we use a lot of uh you know numbers and letters right so in our age type buildings um you know. It'll be 6A, you know, 5A, 4A, 3A, 2A. They're all on a line, you know. But sometimes the A here's another one now, which is very peculiar, peculiar, right? And, again, it's communication. We put this on our, our – we call it SIDS, right? So sometimes yeah. the buildings will say, okay, well, this is floor A. This is floor B. This is floor C. So you have A1, A2, A3, A4. You know what I mean? You have to know – you know the labeling system, because you could think like, okay, the dispatcher gets on and says, okay, we got a fire in apartment six A. I'm thinking it's a top floor fire; it's on the first floor. So again, yeah. we have this communication, you know, communicate the the numbering or the lettering system of the building, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is stuff. the building here. Look at that. Can you see oh, that wow. building, Danny? My wife would call that the Kachanga building, yeah. That's
1: in um, yeah Mississauga, Mississauga, Ontario. Right. And uh, again, there's no way you're going to have the apartment above be the same thing. So, you know, if you didn't know that, I'm sure the guys have pre-planned that building because it's huge and it's, you know, one they probably go to a lot. But, uh, you know, again, take this home. If there's some places you don't go to a lot and you haven't pre-planned it, if you find something crazy you know, make sure you communicate and get the message out to the chief to, and that he can relay it to all the other units that are coming in so that uh, they know what to expect.
0: We have we have some newer buildings now that they'll be commercial, like on the first four or five floors, and then it's residential above and or like a big mezzanine or a theater, you know, so you might get a report like, uh, yeah, we got fire in, on the 3A and I'm thinking okay well third floor you know portable ladders and whatnot meanwhile it's up about it's about 75 feet up you know so again this whole communication on you know the whole numbering lettering system of what we're responding to yeah
1: yeah I've seen that right where you get the first floor the first floor doesn't count right because it doesn't have it's got shops or something and your numbering for the apartment st- yeah. starts on the second floor and you got one of the ones actually on the second floor and then they call back and say I got you know fire on the fourth floor but you're looking it's on the fifth floor and you're thinking oh we got extension no it's just this is how the numbers numbering went so they communicate that
0: yeah I got I got caught one time um, in this crazy crazy building it was uh So, I'm listening to this fire coming in right now, and the dispatch you just got on the radio says we're getting a couple of calls on this, and the stage is being set right now, you know, because now everyone's getting ramped up, you know, like numerous calls for a fire in the basement. Now, I'm curious, the first unit that's going to come on scene, I'm very curious to to hear how he transmits that working fire. You know, is it an elevated uh ten seventy-five, you know, or just is it a cool hand luke, like, yeah, we got fire, whatever, you know? And that the stage is gonna be set. Like it's already set right now. Because with the dispatcher just giving that information about the, the couple of calls on that. That's what they say. We gotta get, get a couple of calls on that. They know. Like they talked they're talking to the people that are calling. And they they're professional and they know like. Yeah, this is the, like the dispatchers, the old dispatchers, dispatchers, you say, all right, you're going to work, pull up your boots, <laughs> you know, like,
1: yeah, 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 you know, yeah. So I think sometimes we have we have the ones that have the like their police dispatchers and their fire dispatchers. And again, this talking so- to police are a whole lot different than talking to the fire department, you know, and mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes our dispatchers get, get too involved and they give too much information, right? Like they're bleeding yeah. from their, they're bleeding from their head. Well, I can't go any faster. You know, the information right. you're giving me isn't making me go any faster. So, you know, just yeah. give me the, the, give me the, 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 the important stuff and, uh, save the, the ancillary information for the CAD notes.
0: Yeah. You know, I think there's, um, you 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 reminded me of a story, and we'll we'll kind of wrap it up with this. And and again, you know, there's a few players involved here, right? There's the people calling the dispatcher, the dispatcher calling the chief, you know, and then the chief communicating with the firefighters. And I remember I was working in a truck company one night, and you know, it, everything seemed to be almost like it was a script. You know, like I worked in Seventeen Truck, and a lot of times we would uh, we had the old school dispatches, man. These guys they 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 knew the job inside and out. In Boston, they call them the Sparks, Buffs, whatever you want to call them. Like, whatever, I'm a puff, you know. I whatever, I'm into my job. And you know, it's just like this kind of like it's almost like a script, you know. Like like we're going back and forth, and you know we're picking up on on certain buzzwords, you know. So, anyways. A lot of times we'd get a call in whatever, vacant building, whatever it is. And our office would get on the radio and say, okay, you know, ladder 17 to the Bronx. Do you have any special instructions for the tower ladder? So now the dispatcher should be calling the chief and saying, chief, I got your towel ladder coming in. Where do you want them? So we're, we're getting kind of ahead of the curve here a little bit, you know? And, uh, that the deputy would come back and say, oh, yeah, have 17 truck come in on 141st Street and set up on the on the Exposure 2 side, the, the Bravo side. So, eliminates all that time. We go right to the spot. We set the towel ladder up, and now we got fire in between the Exposure and the fire building. So I'm working in this truck company one night, and we have one of these dispatchers that they are um, – you know, they're from the, I don't know, what system? Like, I want to say the, um, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to, I, they didn't give the signal yet. Like, they're not the old school dispatches, you know? So I get on a radio, I'm like, ladder so-and-so to the Bronx. I said, do you have any special instructions for the towel ladder? Now, I know what's burning. I, I mean, I'm, I've been listening the whole time. It's a row of, row frames. And the fires in the cockloft and it's 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 spreading. It's it's going very rapidly from second to third alarm. And the dispatcher gets on and she she says, um, just report into the command post. And I'm like, Man, that don't sound right. So, all right. Whatever. Like what she should have done is got on the radio and said, Hey, you know, Bronx to Chief, uh, what do you need? I got this truck company come in. And they would have said, "You know go to you know uh the Bravo site whatever it was, so sure enough, I get on scene, we leave the t- <laughs> we leave the towel ladder about a block away, and I tell the guys, get your tools, we report in, walking towards the command post, and I see the deputy he's <laughs> his, his hands are going like this he's like <laughs> he's like you know you don't know which end is up, he sees me goes. Goes, Danny, get that bleeping towel ladder, you know, over here. So we we lost like like ten minutes. By the time we got the cars moved out of the way and back the towel ladder in, we already lost that building. Had she asked the chief, he would have said, "Go to X Street and set up." We would have we would have saved that building. So
1: is that not something you couldn't have called him? I guess again, I'm talking of the hierarchy. No,
0: because I have to go to the dispatcher.
1: Yeah, I, yeah.
0: but he's listening, like or well, yeah. his agent been listening, like lad so and so. What where do you want me? And, you know, and then, you know, it should have been like, yeah, have him, have them yeah. come in on this block. You know, so again, it's communication lapse. We lost a building that we shouldn't have lost.
1: Yeah, that's an odd. on a
0: simple transmission between the dispatcher and the chief and me yeah so again, and the sad part of it is I knew it like I instinctively I knew that this i I know I knew the block I I know exactly I could i as I'm driving there, I pictured all the buildings on that block,
1: yeah, that's an odd hierarchy that you couldn't go direct to him. I guess once you got there and got on the handy talkie channel, yeah on the, on the, there's
0: a few yeah. things in hindsight I wish I would have done i I should have been a little more forceful and say, can you, ch- I should have told her how to do a job. Like, can you check with the division, you know, and see where he wants me? Or like you said, I should have got on scene and hey, we're here, but already we lost five minutes. Right, right. You know, because yeah. I, I, I had gone right to the command post where I should have went around. So again, it's this communication, you know, because for us, it's like seconds really count, you know, like, yeah. you know, you know, we don't have like a, a half hour to figure it out. Like, oh, yeah, we'll just get to it. Let's do this first, you know. Right. It's like, man,
1: In this operational this- period, we'll do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Next operational period. Yeah. We'll get that to the next time. You know, we're, we're working against the clock, man. It's speed. It's water on the fire, right? So, yeah, it's yeah. all about communication. So, well, I, I really wish Eric was here tonight. I'm sure he would have some great stories with his uh, – with his row frames or, right, or what they right. call the, the triple deckers, the triple deckers, triple deckers up in uh, <laughs> triple deckers in Boston. Yeah, well, hopefully
1: so. he's uh he's watch he'll watch this in his, uh, uh, while he's recovering.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was uh, pointers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it must have not been a fire, which I'm surprised. They, they were look doing an investigation. I'm very surprised. Usually it's when they get like that, they, it's right. usually, you know, So, well, good stuff Danny. Danny. Tony, thanks again.